It is the NFL Edge Podcast. I'm Dave Rothenberg. She is Kristen Rogers. Kristen, exciting, yet a little sad that we are down to our last full Saturday and Sunday of football this season. Yeah, Dave, I'm ready for the divisional round, though, because while Super Wild Card Weekend was chock full of football, um, some of it was not the best quality of football, and I, I know that's all about to change come this weekend. Uh, uh, hopefully it will be, but you're right. I mean, all the favorites won except for, for Dallas, and there were a lot of games that were blowouts. Some of them were not remotely entertaining. So I it, it, this has to be a better weekend of football. Just it, it has to be. It can't be worse. Let's go. Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, Cincinnati at Tennessee. I guess to me the big question surrounding this game is defensively, can the Titans get enough pressure with four against a bad offensive line from Cincinnati to slow down Joe Burrow? Because if they can't, that Titans defense could be in for a long day. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've just seen the success that Joe Burrow has been able to to have. Um, we, we saw it again last week against the Raiders. And I mean, obviously, we, we talk about this this Bengals offense, and it's not like you can just try to take away Jamar Chase because this Bengals team can, can truly beat you every single way, um, you know, every single way on, on offense. But I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, we, we saw Joe Burrow, you know, I mean, just play out of his mind against the Raiders. But with this being his first road playoff game, I'm, I'm curious what that atmosphere is going to be like for him. You know, what, we, we've seen him step up in these big moments, but I'm curious to see what it's going to be like where it's not just, hey, we're going to go out and win our first playoff game since 1991. Like, there's more behind this. Like, you are you are really in the thick of things. Crazy story from what they've done from, you know, the lack of success that they've had for years to where they are now. But I'm curious to see how he responds with, I feel like, a little bit more pressure on his shoulders. I agree with pressure on his shoulders, but there's more pressure on Tennessee. Like, uh, as long as Cincinnati doesn't lose this game by 30, and even if they did, they won the division. It's his second year. It's the first year from Jamar Chase. Nobody really expects them to win this game. They won a playoff game. The future is immensely bright. So you're right pressure but for my money much more pressure on Tennessee than than Cincinnati well I I agree with that standpoint of things I mean from the standpoint of you know this is a new experience for him he's walking into to truly unknown territory for I feel like the Bengals in a long time uh and for for him as well but uh speaking about stepping back into things I mean I I know the Titans haven't made a decision one way or another about Derrick Henry but you have to assume he's going to be back but Dave what kind of Derrick Henry do you think we're going to see return because it's been what since week eight that we've seen him actually play and he's finally just now getting cleared yeah the thing is Cincinnati's defense is not great the Raiders move the ball pretty effectively and and again I know we have this idea that Tannehill's not good but now AJ Brown is healthy now uh, Julio Jones is healthy I don't even know if you get a fully healthy Derrick Henry but he did say he's healthy outside it's funny he said I'm healthy outside of the plate in my foot which was inserted after he needed the surgery I feel good I mean I have a big steel plate on my foot that's only different from the from the left foot to the right but I feel good you know I haven't did anything like two and a half months so you know just getting back out there getting acclimated to everything and you know getting back to being me are you gonna go against Derrick Henry because I'm I'm not every time I watch this guy play he wows me so I have to believe that he's healthy. 
And I have to believe that Tennessee is going to move the football pretty effectively against Cincinnati in this one. Yeah, you know what was interesting, Dave? I saw a stat that said that when you talk about the quote-unquote three-headed monster of Tennessee with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, that they have only played like 120 snaps together this season just because of, of all the injuries that essentially every guy has sustained. That said, when they are all on the field, they're averaging seven yards a play. Like, no matter where it goes, they're averaging seven yards a play. I mean, that is just huge chunks of offense that those three guys are, are able to commit. So knowing that they're all going to be on the field against a Bengals team to to the point I made earlier, hasn't been in this situation, you have a feeling that Tennessee is going to be able to um, to dictate the pace of play, at least, for, for what they're looking for come, come Saturday. Yeah, to, to me, that big question surrounding this one is, can, can Cincinnati's offensive line hold up? If they can, I think you'll have a very competitive, entertaining game. If they can't, I think Tennessee might run away uh, with this one. And then, and I just saw this earlier today, Saturday, 8.15 Eastern, San Francisco off a, a, a throttling of Dallas that should have been more than a six-point win at Green Bay. Guess what I heard the temperature, not wind chill, temperature will be at kickoff in Green Bay on Saturday night. It's single digits, isn't it, Dave? Five. Five degrees Five. on Saturday night. And that's to start. That's to start. By the time that game finishes, you might be in the... That's counting on one hand. You, you might be in the Tom Coughlin... Yeah, yeah. You, you might be in the Tom Coughlin Vaseline on the face falling off kind of temperature. Ooh, that is... Uh, that's rough. That's rough. But, you know... I, I I know that the 49ers are not used to playing in that in that kind of cold. Uh, we don't get that in Northern California, but uh, oof, I, I just it, it adds a little bit more to the like I don't want to say like the hype around the game, but kind of like the like the mystery, like just the the lore of of going to Lambeau. I, I personally love it as a fan. Don't think the 49ers will love it though, walking into that stadium. I, I love it. Yeah, and and again, and I, and I I actually want San Francisco to win this game, but this feels to me like. And correct me if you think I'm wrong. Like maybe they've done as much as they can. You know, like you're you're walking into Lambeau. The Packers are phenomenal at home. Rodgers is on a mission. They're used to playing in the cold. You don't know anyone to cover Devontae Adams. Your best pass rusher has been banged up, right? I mean, Fred Warner is hurt as well. So again, I, I'm not saying that that San Fran can't compete. And I think I think on a neutral field, I think they would. I think this might. Th- this feels to me like it's it's a lot for the Niners. Yeah, it's um, you. We, we go back to those three pieces that were were hurt in the game against Dallas. We we go back to um, Jimmy Garoppolo still dealing with that that shoulder. Fred Warner, uh, who was dealing with that ankle. Uh, Nick Bosa, who has been dealing with that concussion. It, it does look like all three guys should be able to go on Saturday. But again, the. To the, to the other point that I think we brought up earlier this week, I mean, this is a Saturday night game, right? You are traveling. This is a short week for you. There's a little bit more, uh, a little bit less of a turnaround time to try to get healthy for arguably the, not arguably, the biggest game of your season. Um, and knowing that the Packers are getting players back healthy, they've just been resting, watching last week's game. Um, I... In my eyes, I think that the 49ers have a better offense than what we've seen right now from from the Packers. Um, but you also know that Aaron Rodgers has uh, he has not done well against the 49ers for whatever reason um, the last few years, especially when they are uh, facing off each other in the playoffs. So I feel like this might be the time that, as we know, Aaron knows how to flip that switch. I feel like that switch has been flipped the second it was announced it was Packers 49ers. 
Yeah, and I, and I don't feel like the Cowboys did a very good job of taking advantage of a, a, a let's be fair, a weakened Niners secondary. Devontae Adams is a, you know, C.D. Lamb's good, but he wasn't in that game. Devontae is a different level. Uh, I just, I think this is this is a lot to, to ask them. Packers have had, you know, not only did they have a week off, the week prior to that, right against the Lions, they played their starters for just a, a little bit of time. They've been primed and ready for this game. I'll tell you what. If you're the Niners, because Green Bay's defense is not great, and it feels like it's gotten a little bit worse as the season has gone on. If you're the Niners, you got to hit them right in the mouth. You got it first drive, like you did against Dallas. Yeah. Right? Run that football, Samuel, Mitchell, right down their throats and, and find a way to be effective. Because if you don't stay within striking distance, and remember, Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of a, a shoulder injury now, a new injury on top of the thumb injury. If you don't stay within that Four-point distance, maybe fall behind it most by seven. If you turn this into a game where you're down 14-3 and it's Garoppolo has to start throwing, you're going to be in trouble if you're the Niners. You have to stay within striking distance. Yeah, if this game, if you are able to take away the, especially the running game for for the 49ers, if this comes down to Jimmy G throwing, I don't know how much faith you can have in him knowing that we, one, we for for as great as the 49ers started last week against Dallas, we can't ignore what we saw in that final those final four minutes. I mean, it felt like the 49ers were trying to lose that game, but I felt like it really came down to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is still not able to fully hold the football correctly, right? Like he's still dealing with those finger injuries with that hand injury, and now it's the shoulder as well. Like you know, those moments are still going to rear their head in this game against the Packers. So if it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo throwing. Obviously, the 49ers are at a big disadvantage. A big disadvantage because he, and we didn't discuss this a ton. Like, he was awful. He was fine. And then, from about, I don't know, when he, the, the, the play that made me think, like, oh my God, was that when he missed, he had Brandon Ayuk, a third down, wide open. He had destroyed Diggs on that route. He was wide open down the left side. A catch, and the game is really over. He missed him, like, way over his head, and it fell apart from there. Garoppolo was, and, and the running game was extremely effective. He was not good in that game against uh, against the Cowboys. No, he wasn't. So knowing that his shoulder is now bothering him too, it's just it's continuing to compound and not in a good way. Yeah. So we'll we'll get our picks in a little bit. I don't want to tip my hand, but maybe I have a little bit. Anyhow, uh, Sunday three o'clock Eastern, of course. The Rams at the Bucks. You know, it's interesting that I sit here and I give my analysis based on an offensive lineman. But Tristan Wirfs is probably as good as, as it gets at left tackle in this league. And Wells, who was the backup last week, he was dreadful. I mean, I, I can't even believe that he was that bad. And the one thing this Rams defense can do that, you know, they're kind of a, a bully defense. They get after the quarterback. If if he doesn't play, if Wirfs doesn't play in this game, I, I think the Rams have a tremendous advantage. Because you know Brady's going to be fine. And whether Fournette plays or not, like to me... For net playing or not is secondary to Jensen and Wirfs playing on the offensive line here for the Bucks. Yeah, I totally get that because then you look, you know, you look across at the at the what the Rams have on their defensive line and truly have maybe one of the best players in the game, maybe the best player in the game, in Aaron Donald. I mean, that is just terrifying to see who is looking directly across from you if you are Tom Brady in that situation. Um, I, I'm excited for this game just from the, the rematch standpoint of things because this was a, a game earlier in the season and maybe one of the first marquee matchups of the year where the the Bucks, Tom Brady, went to SoFi Stadium to go take on the Rams. And I remember picking the Bucks in this game. I'm pretty sure you took the Rams in this game. You were correct. Uh, Tom Brady uh, did not show out the way that 
I think a lot of people expected him to. That said, like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think there's any other quarterback in the game right now who knows how to flip a switch come the playoffs, like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady. I expect a very different look from both teams at this point. Um, I, I think especially, too, because both teams have shown where their weaknesses lie. I mean, you already mentioned it with the um, with the Bucks offensive line and that potential to put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. But then you look again to um, Matthew Stafford. I mean, this is a guy that while he looked phenomenal against the Cardinals, the Cardinals did not show up for that game, right? That that was that was not a, oh. a good measuring stick of, of who this Rams team can be in the playoffs for all of the pieces that they've gone out and gotten from last offseason to, to this coming, the actual season, bringing in guys like Von Miller. But I'm, I'm so curious to see if they can rattle Matthew Stafford and if we are going to see him maybe force a few turnovers and mistakes like we have in past big games. So I'm interested to see. I think if the Bucs can do that, this game may have a different outcome than what we saw earlier this year. Uh, It's funny that you mentioned Matthew Stafford because the the reports this week, and I don't know why, but uh, he finally slayed the dragon. He got his playoff win, first time in 13 years. I mean, you could have quarterbacked the Rams on on Monday night, and they would have won that game. Like, he did... Not that he was bad. He wasn't bad, certainly. And, and Beckham, he made throws to him. But, I mean, that was as easy a playoff game as you could have. Like, let's be fair. Jared Goff easily wins that game. No doubt. Right? They brought in they brought in Matthew Stafford to, to do things they couldn't do with Jared Goff. We have not gotten there yet. This might be finally that litmus, litmus test against the Buccaneers. Yeah, it, it may be. Um, but then again, I, I also don't expect to see what we saw in that first matchup between these two teams because so much has changed. Matthew Stafford was phenomenal in that first game against the Bucks. I don't expect to say, see the same thing. I'm expecting to see some mistakes because I know that the Bucks defense, for as good as it is, now knows and has seen th- those those weak moments for Matthew Stafford and has seen some you know missteps. And maybe again, to your point that you've been bringing up all season long, how much uh, Robert Woods is missed on that offense as well. So I, I think the Bucks are going to mm-hmm. have a better game plan for what we saw earlier in this year. Um, but that said, it feels like this is the moment for the Rams, right? They have, they've kind of, you know, cowboyed up. They have put so much money into what this team can be. It, it feels like it would be a disappointment if you can't get out of the divisional round, if you are the Los Angeles Rams. I agree. I think it, the Cowboys not getting out of the wild card round, huge disappointment. If the Rams don't go out of this round, I think this would also be a disappointment. All right. And then I think it's fair to say, well, let me ask you before we even start with this game. Sunday night, 630, CBS, primetime, Buffalo at Kansas City. In my mind, it is. In your mind, is this the AFC Championship game? This is the AFC Championship game. There is no doubt. For whatever what we're going to see next week, it is not going to have the same flair, the same hype, and uh, the same offensive star power as what we're about to see this Sunday night. Yeah, I I agree with you. Now that being said, I mean you have you could argue the best two quarterbacks in the AFC right now. You could argue maybe the outside of Aaron Rodgers, the best two quarterbacks in football right now. Um, Diggs is elite. Tyreek Hill looks like he was fine health-wise last week. Kelsey always rises to the occasion. Like this is these are two of the best offenses. And not only are they two of the best offenses, these two teams feel like they might be playing their best football of the season right now, too. Yeah, I mean, you come off the Bills playing 
pretty much a perfect game. You come off the Chiefs running out of of touchdown fireworks at Arrowhead. Yeah, the, these two offenses are are looking so good right now, and um, I, I I we know it's going to be an offensive shootout, right? Like we know what to expect. Um, and you know, you look at the Bills too, who you know. This is a team that finally is getting their run game involved. It just took them, what, 18, 19 weeks to, to finally get that going. Um, and you, you look at the Chiefs who, um, you know, for as many questions as we've had to maybe start the season about who this Chiefs offense can be, they look like they are back to where they were last season and the year before. So I want to flip it around to both defenses, Dave, because it feels like the Bills defense is, I mean, they are one of the best in the NFL, right? Chiefs defense has has given us some pause at some point. How do you think that's going to factor into what we see come Sunday night? You know, I think the Chiefs defense is better than a lot of people give them credit for. I, I think the Bills is, is better. I would agree with that. But they don't have Tredavious White. And I, I think that this, this Chiefs defense, if you look back to like midway through the season when they started to play better football, I think a lot of it is because their, their defense really started to play better and they got healthier and Chris Jones is an absolute beast. And the thing I like about this game as well is it, it feels like the health of both of these teams is at a pretty high level. So I would say Buffalo's defense is definitely top 10, but surprisingly, I would say that Kansas City is, in my mind, probably is as well. That being said, as good as the defenses are, I, I think you're going to need to score points to win this game. Either like I think you're probably going to have to get to 30 to win this game for the Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I feel like 30 is is putting it lightly. What's the number? What is the number for you when you when you think about it right now? Is it if I told you right now you're Buffalo? Say you're Sean McDermott, and I say to you right now, you will score 31 points in this game. Do you say, all right, you know what, we're going to win this game, or is that a? Ugh, I don't know if we do. I mean, I think it's going to, I think this is going to have to, mm, I, I would take the over. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be a five touchdown game, but I would say maybe 31 and a field goal. I mean, I, I think that there, you are going to have to score on every possession because you know, for, well, I mean, we just saw this last week given two very different teams in, in the Patriots and the Steelers and two very different matchups for these teams. But I mean, these teams, these offenses are peak in the NFL right now, right? And you're you're in this moment where you know that every time your opponent gets the ball back on offense, they are likely to score. So you have to keep up with the Joneses in this one. I, I would say 34, but I would not be shocked if we saw five touchdowns on each side. I mean, I think this is going to just be a... So you think you could need 35-plus to win this game. That feels like a lot of points. But you know what? Both these teams can do that. Yeah, yeah. So we will, we will see, um, but it's, uh, I, I'm, this is it. This is it. The only thing I'm going to be frustrated about is if the Chiefs fan experience team did not learn their lesson and they do not come equipped with enough, with enough touchdown fireworks. I will be upset if we see that same message come this Sunday night. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. And in your mind, is this the game of the week? Right. If I if I said you could only watch one, is it Buffalo and Kansas City? Yeah, this is it. If last week it was 49ers uh, Cowboys, which definitely lived and up we to the And we were right bill. on that one. We too. were right on that that one. This is it. This is going to be. I mean, just because you you know when you look to these two teams in the AFC and you look to these two young quarterbacks, we know that we're going to see potentially a very fun rivalry brewing between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these two teams have squared off before. Um, I think they're both one and one, you know, from the AFC championship game last year and the Bills losing to um, earlier this season when, uh, I mean, the Bills beat them pretty handily. Uh, I mean, it was, what, 38-20? I'm not expecting that to happen this year because the the Chiefs defense – 
or this time around because the Chiefs defense is, to your to your point, a lot better than where they were earlier this year. That said, I, I just think it is going to continue to be an offensive shootout, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It, it probably will, but let's let's remember that Buffalo, and I don't know that it means that it, it will succeed. They built themselves to get by Kansas City this offseason. That's how they built this team. So that when they get to this point, they can beat Kansas City. Can they do it? We will find out. So there you have it. We've run through all the games. It is now time to turn our attention to our picks right here. And without any further ado, on the segment of picking, we bring in the really very talented producer of this show, RJ Santillo. Hello, RJ. Hello, Dave. Hello, Kristen. We are getting right down to it. So, divisional round, two and a half game deficit. Kristen has the advantage. Where we are, three games will be picked. There are four games this weekend. Next weekend, there are two games, and then there is the Super Bowl. So of the seven remaining games of football to be played, six of them will be picked. There is a two and a half game deficit. Dave and Kristen both off two and one weeks. Last week, you will need your best here. This is the final week where three games are selected before we go down to two and then cascade down to one for the Super Bowl. Here's a question I have for both of you right now. Yes. If Kristen were to lose the pick segment, would we consider this to be a collapse? I feel like you're targeting me right now. No, I'm I'm not. I think it's a legitimate question. It's not a collapse because... it, it has been a, cons- here's the thing, Dave, if I had like a, like a five game lead on you, I would say yes, but this has just been like a consistent marginal lead for so long. And you just haven't been able to overtake me at all. Like I've just been taunting you for, I feel like the last like four weeks at this point. All right. So you're fine. That's fine. You're dancing here. Uh, RJ, if she were to lose this two and a half game lead with, as you just so eloquently mentioned, cascading involved a six games to play. Would that be a collapse? I think we are right on the line of where that would be a collapse. Because at this point, you have to say you expect Kristen to win. Because when you look back here at her last, I don't know, X amount of weeks, 2-1, and 1-2, 3-0, 2-1, 1-2, 2-1, 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. It's a lot of winning. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Kristen controls her own destiny here. So if she goes two and one, I'm gonna. Ha- I I have to go three and zero oh this week if she goes two and one. Yeah, I, it would be glorious, and there would be something right about the universe, the atmosphere. If if Kristen went zero oh and three, and I went three and zero, oh, but I, I can only I can only imagine that would be terrifying. Such a world that we lived in. See, the thing is, Dave, you've mostly done your part too. As we as I scroll through your last few weeks here, two and one, one and two, two and one, two and one, two and one, two and one, one and two, three and zero. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it really is well done by me. But Kristen, she's a she's a worthy opponent. Oh, thank you. That being said, Kristen. Yes. Four games to choose from. Eight teams to pick from. I'll allow you to go first this week. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, and also, RJ said I was supposed. Well, to. Well, you weren't as nice nice a few weeks ago when you you claimed that I stole a pick from you, um, which did not happen because you told you did thievery. The, the Niners. You took the Niners thievery. You told me to go first, so I went first. That does not be. That's not thievery. That's that's me picking first. Again, if you're like in middle school and you're you're getting your team together for dodgeball, and I pick Katie, and you're like, I wanted Katie. That that's not thievery. That's just me going first in the order. All right, listen. I'm not here to argue. I'm here to win. Your first selection will be. I'm going to go in chronological order. So my first game is going to be the first game of the weekend, and that is Cincinnati at Tennessee. Um, for as good as the Bengals have been, 
I'm very excited to see what Derrick Henry can do back on the field with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And if you remember, I was very high on the Titans earlier this year. I was betting for them. Things were working out for me. So I say, why stop now with Derrick Henry? Likely, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all of the above, back in the lineup. Give me the Titans minus three and a half. That's my first pick of the week. Okay. Uh, I actually like that pick for you, although uh, I will not pick this game uh, largely because I'm rooting for Cincinnati and and I don't want to take Tennessee and and have to be put in that kind of a predicament. Um, My first game will involve San Francisco and Green Bay. And I, I like the Niners. I think they're a really good team. I think they're a really good story. I think they are getting themselves into a very difficult situation. Rodgers, Adams, a healthy as they've been all year, Packers team, terrific running backs. And you know what? I just I don't trust Garoppolo. I don't. For all those reasons and more, Packers are great at home. The weather, it feels to me like this magical ride for San Francisco comes to an end. I'll take the Packers, lay the six against the Niners. Yeah, I... Uh, hmm. Go ahead. Go the other way. Go the other way. <sighs> you know... That's what you wanted to do. That's what you, you had on your sheet. So, no, here's the thing. So, it, it is one of... I will be honest. I have I have four picks here on my sheet. I have been tempted by that one because I... I don't know if I can do it, though. Here, That's the thing. Like, I, I want to take the, the 49ers plus six because of how good this offense can be. And I can see them kind of annoying Aaron Rodgers once again, and I'm thrilled by the thought of that. I'm concerned that it's just one too many injuries right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if, I mean, we know that, I'm also concerned about the Aaron Rodgers-Devontae Adams matchup with that 49er secondary, because I think that they can potentially have a field day. Um, I'm not going to go there yet. I'm going to go to another game. Okay. 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 All right. You're, you're, it's, it's, the floor is yours. Your second game. My stress. And I can feel the, the stress. I can feel it. It is. Uh, your second game will, will be? My second game is, uh, as I started with the first, I will now jump to the last. Um, I I think this team is going to the Super Bowl. So I'm going with the Bills. I'm going Bills plus two oh. against Kansas City. I think this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. I don't think it's going to be 38-20 like we saw earlier this season between these two teams. Um, but I do think that the Bills, especially after showing that they can run the football, just giving them another element of how great this offense can be, I think the Bills will take this. Give me the Bills plus two against Kansas City on Sunday night. See, now you've put me in a real conundrum here because I like Buffalo to win this game. But really, to catch you, I I need to take Kansas City all right, here's what I'm going to do. Hmm. I'm going to go with a game that I think will surprise you, and I think there's a good chance you're going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Rams. I'll take Brady over Stafford, but this Rams team, they're good. They're playing well right now. Um, Stafford, I think, has a lot to prove. Getting Cam Akers back helps them tremendously. And Worfs and, and Jensen gets me very nervous. And remember, no Godwin, no... Uh, no Antonio Brown. So I guess the thing that would concern me is if Jalen Ramsey is on Mike Evans and does a pretty good job at slowing him, where is it? I mean, Gronk going to have 15 catches for 200 yards. I just, where, where does Brady go? I don't, I don't trust those other guys. I think it'll be a good game. I think it's a field goal game either way. I'll take the Rams plus the three against Tampa. See, Dave, I also had the Rams plus three. You and I were actually aligned in that because I do think that the Rams just have too many they they have too much going for them right now to 
to fall short. So the question that I have is, do I go Niners or do I go, do I flip and do I go with the Bucks? Would you, would you like me to pick my third game? No, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I will commit. I will commit. I wrote it down for a reason. Um, I think that the Packers get this win, but I am, I'm hoping that the 49ers will keep this close. So give, give me the Niners plus six against against Green Bay. San Francisco plus six. I mean, that's that now becomes a huge game. Yep. Because I have the other side. That's a that's a big, big swing. Uh, and so is this. I've reverted back to the first game. I'm on the Joe Burrow bandwagon. Who buddy? Give me the Bengal. Yeah, give me the Bengals plus three and a half against Tennessee. Uh, the impetus for this is you took Tennessee. I need to gain a game on you, but I, maybe this is a field goal game. May, maybe I'm over-touting how good, in fact, I think Tennessee is because I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. So if they're not a Super Bowl team, Cincinnati, who's been playing great down the stretch, can they keep this competitive? I don't know, but I'll take the Bengals plus the three and a half against the Titans because you know what? I agree with you. I think the Bills win that game. I feel more comfortable taking Cincinnati plus the three and a half than I do taking Kansas City minus the two. It may be a grievous mistake, but that's how I feel. So let's recap where we are here. You have Tennessee minus three and a half. I go the other way, Cincinnati plus three and a half. You have Buffalo plus two. I have the Rams plus three. You have San Fran plus six. I have the Packers minus six. In a perfect world, Cincinnati covers, Green Bay covers, Buffalo does not. The Rams do. When we convene next week, I have the lead in our picks. We'll do it then, Dave. Can't wait for this weekend. Bring it on. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy it all. The last full weekend of NFL football. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week right here on the NFL Edge podcast.